was wire hangers doing in this closet when I told you no wire hangers ever? Yes, Mommy dearest. When I asked you to call me that, I wanted you to mean it. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, thousands of fathoms beneath the sea, this is the Deep Dive Podcast. All ahead, one-third. Off skulls. Battle stations. Battle stations! Hello, divers! See, I put the little emphasis on there. That was good. Diverse. Thank you. Shiver. I'm practicing. Yeah. I'm practicing with this. You this gotta change good. it up. I do, because I feel like I'm getting a little stale, like a saltine that's been left out too long. Oh. But anyway. Yeah. This is the Deep Dive Podcast. The only podcast that gives meaning to your dull, miserable, meaningless lives. And by that, I'm talking completely about myself. Yeah. 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 We all know that's true. Ugh. <laughs> but we have another very, very special episode today. Yeah, we do. And we're going to salute... Mothers, because it's Mama. Mother's Day. Ooh. Yeah, so that's that was uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, Mother's Day is, is you know, an, an important day for card companies. I was going to say Hallmark. And, yeah. you know, perhaps chocolate purveyors. Russell Stovers. Yeah. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> if you don't like your mom, you get Russell Stovers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Here, mom, here's some Russell Stovers. Uh, don't, uh, you know, don't ingest it. Or, you know, may cause problems, gastrointestinal mm. distress. Icky. But, you know, moms are an important part of our lives. You they know? are. They're the reason why we have lives. That's exactly right. We would not be here mm-hmm. without our moms. Yeah. So that's why we have decided to devote an entire podcast to Mother's Day. My name is Tom Feeney. My mother's name was Dolores. With me, as always, is the marvelous Mrs. Manda. Amanda, what was your mother's? What's your mother's name? <laughs> Not was because my mom's alive. name is Ma. Oh, I mean, well, that's what I call yeah, her. Well, sure. Yeah. Her name is Debbie. Hi, mom. Debbie. 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 Is that with an E H? Debbie. Debbie. I mean, it's it's actually Deborah. Like, not Deborah, but, like, Deborah. I don't know. Does anybody say Deborah? I, honestly, my dad used to call my mom Deborah, uh, Deborah all the time, and it would make her so angry. Wow. <laughs> like, on purpose. Like, oh, yeah, on purpose. Okay, but I, don't, well, I don't know if anybody does. I've never heard it said Deborah. But, hi, Mom. Thanks for, you know, birthing me. Love you. So ungrateful. <laughs> you call her once in a while, you know. Believe me, we're already talking about that. She texts me every single day. Don't you hate that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, well. You know, but yeah, yeah, it's Amanda. Thanks for listening. I'm here again. And, you know, you let me in the house this time, which was pretty cool. We've traced the podcast. It's coming from inside the house. The house. Get out of the house. <laughs> All right. That's All fun. Right, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. Way to get the Mother's Day podcast off to a rousing start. Hey, guess what? What did the mother bullet say to the daddy bullet? I don't know. What did the mother bullet say to the daddy bullet? Guess what? We're going to have a BB. Oh. <laughs> wow. I think that was actually physically painful. Yeah. Well, you know, if, I, if I'm, I'm nothing if not predictable. I apologize to our listener. <laughs> just the one, just yeah, the one. That's the one. Which is probably my mom. That's Aww. what I said. 
that's nice. Does she listen to the podcast? Does she know you do a podcast? Does she know where you are right now? Yeah. All right, fine. Yeah. Actually, it's 8.30. Do you know where your children are? Thankfully, yes. They're downstairs. <laughs> okay. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Yeah. She's not. She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I'm embarrassing enough. Yeah. As a parent. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Oh, but I do such a good job. You really do. Oh. I mean, if there was a TV series about how to embarrass your kid, you would be the star. I would. I'm so good at it. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially when I rap in front of her friends. It's great. <laughs> oh, I don't do that. Gross. I'm the worst. I don't. So, Amanda. Yeah. Lay it on us. What do you got? All right. Well, I got to tell you, this, my first pick, I watched it once. Mm-hmm. I will never watch it again. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Ever. It was suggested by one of our listeners um, when I decided to tell him we were going to do it on Mother's Day. So, uh, thank you, Jay. Uh-oh. Um, oh, I can't. This movie is from 1992. Yeah. And it's called Sleepwalkers. Ooh, the Stephen King. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, it's directed by someone called Mick Harris, and I guess apparently he's pretty close or pretty tight with Stephen King because he also directed The, the Stand Shine. and The Stand TV. Uh, exactly, yeah, The Stand, miniseries. and he was a writer for Batteries Not Included. Oh, I love that movie. Not Stephen Kingish, but such no, a cute movie. It's cute. Yeah. Um, it stars Brian Krause. He actually, I don't know if you ever watched the Charm TV series. No. He was Leo in the Charm TV series. He was pretty good. Um, uh, I don't know how to say his woman's name madkin madkin amik madkin amik yeah she's american but her yeah. parents wanted a really cool name you know what parents who do that knock it off yeah because true. i need to pronounce this stuff on the show we're and sick of it i'm we're tired of it. it yeah she apparently was in twin peaks she was in twin peaks yeah. she's great in that yeah i haven't watched twin peaks I, I mean i've seen the new one but i haven't seen the old i know it how does that work well because someone said i'll oh, watch twin peaks and then i opened up netflix or whatever and there it was but I didn't understand it at all. No, of course not. You're not. Well, you're not really supposed to. Yeah. Well, it's not a- something you understand. It's <laughs> something you let happen to you. Yeah. I I have to go back and watch the original. I think in order. For oh yeah. The context. But, you know. Yeah. At least a little bit of context. Yeah. And then also Alex Krig. She's from Star Trek. Yeah. She was the Borg queen. Mm-hmm. She's also from Thor too. Thor, or she was from Thor she two, or Thor also. Thor: The Dark World. Oh. Mm. The worst of why, the Thor movies. Why does everyone say that? Because it is. He had a really nice wig though. See that? I mean, the original Thor was great. Listen, Kristen, I know Ragnarok, you're listening. amazing. Captain America is not cuter than Chris Helmsworth. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I have no dog in that. A- anyways, so. anyways. Um, okay, so picture this, right? Um, this this teenage son, Charles, and his mom, Mary, they moved to a, you know, a friendly, but like a suburban town. You know, it's a small town, right? The population is like three people. And they're the newcomers here. So, you know, what happens naturally? Well, you start to integrate. You go to school. You get a crush on somebody. And you take that somebody out. And then everything's great, right? Except No. It's not great because you, you know what Charles did? He he tried to take the life force of this girl because because you know what he is? He's a vampiristic cat thing that is also an alien. And he's got this ancestral relationship going on with his mom, which really creeped me out. So it's a family movie. Yeah, it's definitely not a triple F. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the plot of the movie here is there's these two people, the last of their kind. They gotta they gotta take the life force from, incidentally, young female virgins. I think uh, it sounds plausible. Yeah, and in order to survive, and so Charles is always on the hunt for these life force victims to feed his mom because his mom is the most important person in his life. Aw, yeah, it's a mom movie. It's you very know? sweet. Um, and throughout the movie, there's cats 
you know, like little, little cute little cats that, that keep popping up. And for some reason, they don't like the cats. Like you, mm. you don't know this at first, but like they don't like the cats. And then very you, intuitive. So if you don't like like cat death if you like myself or love cats and you don't like see them like on screen either fake or real getting hurt don't watch this movie charles brady is new in town you can actually talk to him yeah he's nice real nice the girls all like him the teachers all respect him your teachers in ohio must have been sorry to lose such a creative young man the parents all trust him he's Utterly charming. But nobody really knows him. Like his mother. You cannot be in love with this girl, Charles. You don't know me, Tanya. But I want to. Behind their smile is a secret. Hi. Come in, Tanya. I have something for you. I don't know who you are, but I know you're not who you say you are. Behind the secret is a hunger. Does it have to be her? And behind it all is the imagination of Stephen King. Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. This girl, Tanya is her name, knows that Charles is not real. He's not human. And she has to escape. But guess what? Mama comes in and she's like, no, no, no. You're not going to hurt my baby boy. Oh, no drama for your mama. Oh, yeah. And so she tries to take the, the, well, the force, I guess. But not the cool force, but like the force. And um, yeah, it is... Oh God! It just it. Uh, there there aren't many words to describe it. How I felt afterwards. I felt very nauseous. I felt um, very uncomfortable. But it fits the quota of mom movie. Yeah. So apparently, it's like one of the worst Stephen King no films. No one likes this movie. Yeah, like no one ever. The, it also has like a lot of cameos too. Like Ron Perlman's in this. Stephen King was actually in this too, but also Mark Hamill. Like, yeah, he's a cop. It's speaking it's, of the fours. Yeah, yeah right. The police um, fours. <laughs> so IMDb gives it a five point two. Mm, generous. Yeah. Metacritic gives it a thirty eight percent. Accurate. Um, and Rotten Tomatoes, you ready for this? Twenty percent. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I. Here's the thing. I I gotta rate it because it was funny and some parts because the acting was just so stupid <laughs> and and the the special effects were really hilarious there's one scene where they're driving in a car and you know the the cop is there and he's got a cat and then charles is like morphing into some weird hybrid thing and it's just funny but i'm giving it a 6.0 because it has clovis the cat and he's basically a hero mm. yeah um and it's got lots of cameos in it and i will never ever watch it again okay so there's that um you can actually watch it free right now on the crackle app um Ooh, crackle. Yeah, crackle uh you can rent it if you wanted to for 2.99 uh, on voodoo amazon and playstation no thanks yeah but if you wanted a cheap little horror f- well you know, you know cheap little film you could buy it for 7.99 on the uh, amazon store and voodoo I, I don't know why you would buy this movie. I mean, I've only seen a couple of Stephen King movies. As far as Stephen King movies go, I have to imagine that it doesn't rank very high up there amongst his uh, hardcore no, dedicated fans. Not in the least. <laughs> or any fans. Or any fans. But or it any was, humans. Um, very uncomfortable, but it, it dealt with moms and uh, the special bond between him and his mm, mom. Oh, very special. So uh, that's, where, that's my first Great. pick. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> if you want to see a good Stephen King movie, that deals with cats. Yeah. See a movie called Cat's Eye, oh. which is kind of an anthology, but there's a, a, a cat that is, weaves through all of the stories and then f- winds up at the end uh, defending poor little Drew Barrymore from a e. 
troll, well, not, you know, from E.T., but uh, the cat defends little Drew Barrymore from a troll that is trying to steal her breath while she's asleep. Oh. Yeah. So, I like Cat's Eye. It's a fun movie. I've seen the book cover. I've never seen the movie, though. It's like little snippets, and it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, Stephen King. You either yes. love him, you hate him, or you fear him. Oh, I think he's awesome. Yeah. My mom's been to his house in Maine. Yeah. How's that? How's that work? Well, because she went to visit Maine, and he's got like his whole residential house there. Yeah. His gates have got little bat heads oh, not on them. in his house. Oh, no, no. Just there from pictures gotcha. from outside in the gotcha. weird stocky I've seen pictures of that there. gate, too. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like outside, you know, when it's creepy and cold and just taking pictures. Yeah. yeah. As you do. As you do. Yeah, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Good. Okay. Very first nice. Pick. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. All right. So, my first pick <laughs> mm-hmm. was written directed by the brilliant Albert Brooks, Ooh. who gave us such great movies as Defending Your Life, mm-hmm. which I love, Modern Romance, and Lost in America. It is called Mother, and it is from 1996. Any relation to Mel Brooks? No. Oh, sad. No. But both very funny. Mm. So, Mother is a really hilarious look at the relationship between uh, a mother and her adult son. Mm-hmm. And so Albert Brooks pay, plays a science fiction author who uh, has had two failed marriages and is trying to figure out why this keeps happening, why he gets into these bad relationships. And he figures that it must have something to do with his relationship with his mother. That sure. there must be something going on there that's that's ruining his uh, his ability to connect with women. After years of relationships that never worked, John Henderson is entering a void where few have the courage to go. I'm going to move back in with Mother. Honey! Hi! How about some sherbet? Look at the date. You're running a food museum here. Look under the protective ice. You've actually named the clear hard junk that sits on the top? And here's to you, Mrs. Henderson. Your grown son is moving back today. I want my room back. Hey, hey, hey. Mom, I think that he, he just wants to see what he can do about your relationship. I can't hear you! Mother! When well, you're having problems and you're blaming me, is that it? So you're the writer? Like Stephen King. Ooh. Well, he, well, he hasn't written anything for a while. I don't think every mother says, honey, you look good, but your hair is thinning. I never told you your hair was thinning. You called after me? Look out for your bald spot? Oh, well, someone has to say that. It's all about approval. We have an approval problem in this family. I'm going to give you some cheese. I like my cheeses in the ounces. When they weigh as much as a Fiat, I get worried. Albert Brooks. Help me! Debbie Reynolds. You know I'm happy to see you. (laughs) Now, why didn't you want to stay in a hotel? Mother. Honey, I love you. I know you think you do. Oh, I have a call waiting. Hello. It's still me, mother. So he makes this monumental decision to move back in to his childhood home. Okay. Go back to his old room and stay with his mother uh, to try to figure out their relationship and why it's affecting him so much. Okay. His mother really wants nothing to do with it. (laughs) Reverse psychology. Yeah. She's played by Debbie Reynolds. Oh, National treasure Debbie Reynolds. The late great. Love her. Oh, she's so funny. Remember Halloween Town? Yeah. 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 Amazing. She's such a great such a great actress. So funny. Mm -hmm. Amazing in this movie. Um so what happens is is that they they kind of start hanging out together. Yeah. 
And she's like, I don't understand what you're doing. Why is this happening? Why are you staying with me? Uh, this is, you know, and they drive, they, they're basically just driving each other crazy. Yeah. You know, he doesn't understand her. She doesn't understand him. She doesn't know why, um, he doesn't know why she keeps 10-year-old frozen sherbet in the uh, freezer, Ew. buys brand names nobody's ever heard of, <laughs> and is just, you know, goes out of her way to go to a weird, you know, supermarket that, you know, has brands that nobody's, you know. But, like, her life is very set. And he comes along and sort of disrupts everything. And he learns a lot about her because, you know, when you're with the, the parent-child relationship when you're adults is, you know, you're kind of on an even keel. Sure. But then you realize that, oh, adults have secrets. Adults have <laughs> things that they <laughs> don't discuss. Right. And especially if it's a parent who's an adult and a kid who's an adult, you know, there's certain things you don't want to know. Yeah. And yeah. so they kind of break through some of those barriers and find a lot more about each other than I think either one was comfortable with. <laughs> but it does make for an incredibly funny, funny movie. <clears throat> so one of the reasons, aside from the fact that I find this movie hilarious, uh, the fact that it stars Debbie Reynolds is kind of important to me. Sure. Uh, the reason being is that uh, I, I have met Debbie Reynolds on a couple of occasions. No. Yes. The first time I was like four years old. I don't really remember it that much. Uh, she, uh, I was brought backstage at one of her shows in Las Vegas by uh, my, my aunt, who kind of knew Debbie Reynolds. Ooh. And, you know, I had no idea who she was. And I was like, oh, you're four years old. You don't care. Right. So years later, we're talking in the 1990s. Uh, I had the opportunity to, uh, go to her, she had a, for a brief time, she had a hotel, oh. uh, in Las Vegas, where her amazing collection of Hollywood memorabilia was being showcased. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, at the time, I was working for, uh, the local news outlet, and so we had, uh, a camera crew, myself and the camera crew, go out, uh, to the hotel. We were going to shoot... In the morning, we were going to shoot some segments, you know, some, uh, and, and interview her about the hotel and about her collection and all that. So we got there pretty early. And so as we were kind of like setting up everything, out Debbie Reynolds comes in like a nightgown into the hotel lobby because she was living there at the hotel. Uh, so she came out in this nightgown. And it was so nice and sweet and generous and happy and like, hey, how are wow. you doing, everybody? Nice to see you. Thanks for coming and all that. And then she invites us to breakfast at the the, the buffet at the hotel. Sure, yeah. So and there's like nobody there because it's like in the morning. There's like no one there. It's all it's like empty. So she and and some of her uh, some of the other people there that are like entourage or whatever that that stays there and helps her out. We're sitting there having breakfast. So. We sit down at the table right across from Debbie Reynolds, having breakfast with her, huh. right? And if that wasn't weird enough, and for those of you who are a little older, you'll know who this is. Out comes comedian Rip Taylor. I've heard the name. <laughs> this is, this is, for those of you who don't know who Rip Taylor is, he made basically a living just walking around throwing confetti at people and telling <laughs> jokes <laughs> and wearing a really, really bad toupee. So he comes out, sits down next to Debbie Reynolds, 
And immediately, myself and the crew, we, we know, we recognize this guy. We're looking at each other like, this is the most surreal moment of our lives. We're sitting here in a hotel at a buffet having breakfast with Debbie Reynolds and Rip Taylor, who was not wearing his toupee, by the way, so bald as a cue ball. Uh, and that, that moment, I will never forget that moment, because she was so nice, so genuine, and so welcoming that she just like, oh, come on over, have breakfast with us and sit down and we'll relax. Wow. And then we'll... It was so fun. I had the best time. And so, uh, you know, having that kind of moment was really important. And I, rem- I will remember that forever. So that's one of the reasons why I picked this movie, because I was such a big fan of Debbie Reynolds. And even more so after I got the chance to sit and talk to her and have breakfast with her. Wow. So that's my Debbie Reynolds story. That's really cool. And so that's, you know, it made all the difference in the world to me that she was so nice and, and sweet and everything. So that's my, that is my pick. That's so really cool. Go. So 6.9 out of 10, Internet okay. Movie Database for Mother. Okay. And a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So check it out. It's, uh, you can find it on all the usual suspects, which is basically uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube, uh, you know, all the all the suspects usually about two ninety nine for rental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mother, that's my that is my first pick. It is so funny. So check it out. I will do. Mm. I mean, I love Debbie Deborah. Oh, she's so, I was so, nice. so torn up when. Yeah, when, I mean, carry right after each yeah, other. Yeah, like Ugh. the thing is, like I, I I wasn't as you know, I've only seen Star Wars once, and it was when I was thirty one years old. Um, <laughs> thanks to my husband who forced me to watch it over a week. Thanks, Wayne. Uh, <laughs> um, but when she died, I was like really cut butt up. But when Debbie passed away three days later, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. It's the uh, grandmother from Halloween Town, and that for me was just it was mm. devastating. It's absolutely yeah, devastating. Very sad, just so sad. Yeah, just uh, the whole thing. But rest in peace. That's a mm-hmm. great story. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Okay. Um, here's my second pick, and it's a bit, it's a bit sad, right? Okay. Yeah, but it's it is definitely obscure, and I don't think you have seen it. I, I really don't think you would have seen it. Um, it's from 1980, and it's called Germany, Pale Mother. And it is from Germany. Okay. It is in German. It's all in German. Not heard of this. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by Helma Sanders Brahms. Um, and basically, the plot of the story is it's, you know, late 1930s Germany. The protagonist is a woman called Lena. I mean, it's, it, it, you just call her Lena for now. It's just easier to, to say that mm-hmm. that way. She's a young woman and she's kind of struggling with her identity amongst her siblings and her family because she is of course the only uh darker skin toned darker hair darker eyes child amongst the lighter skin uh, yeah Aryan. yeah so they're in conjunction with their ideals she's just not meshing very well with them um so she is off there on her own she meets a man called hans and at first she's like you must be a nazi and i want nothing to do with you but he's not supposedly and they fall in love and they get married on her birthday she finds out that hans is going to be uh constricted into the war in poland mm. so he has to go fight in poland because while he's not like you know a super high player in the german aristocratic uh populace he's a low level bureaucrat let's put it that way um so he's got some sort of pull and they were like hey you gotta go fight in poland so um the movie definitely speaks to uh, an intense form of PTSD because when he yeah. comes back, he's of course no longer the same person, but they do um, 
have a kid, a girl named Anna, their only child together, um, and he is periodically coming back and forth over the next couple of years. But as you, as you can imagine, what comes next is World War II is on set, and mm. so she has... Lena has to trek across the, her country and traverse like wilds to make sure that her child is safe. And everything she does is in protection of her daughter, Anna. And what makes it like, especially a mother movie is that it, it takes really sort of dark turns in her relationships with men and other people all in the name of protecting Anna. Um, so Hans comes back from war and you know, not the same. Some things happen yeah. and I don't want to spoil it because it is a really not disturbing, but a, a poignant film. Um, it towards the end though, she's gone through so much and she's just like, you know, I don't know if I can do it anymore, Yeah, which I know is quite dark, but, uh, it's Anna who pulls her out of this. Mm. And so, um, it was a really fantastic film. It was a little bit hard to follow because um, I, I feel like Germans speak quite fast. And so the subtitles just kind of kept rolling. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was fantastic. I, I thought it was great. It was uh, quite long. Um, and let's see, scores wise, IMDb gave it a 7.2. Um, it is so obscure that Metacritic hasn't got a score on oh, it. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes, however, did give it a 60%. Oh. I'm giving a 7.5 because I, I, I liked the, the character of Lena. It, it is somewhat of a violent movie so um just be prepared when you're watching that it is rated r so uh you can currently watch it though on youtube for free because someone has uploaded it it's also available if you have an amazon prime account if you are in the uk oh okay. so if you're in the uk you can see it on amazon prime and i have realized that most of these things happen that way there's a different subset in u.s versus like the uk or canada of what shows they're on rotate, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. which is kind of a bummer, but I will do this when I go to England in the next few weeks and I, you know, I, uh, correspond in like the weather channel that Ooh, I am, satellite. <laughs> I will let you know some differences, nice. what's going on there. Very but cool. basically you can't rent it anywhere and you can't buy it anywhere, but it's available right now as of this recording on YouTube, oh. a ripped version and it has the dubbing, I'm sorry, the subtitles. Good. So yeah. definitely check it out. Um, it's poignant, it's powerful, and I think because it's in a different language, it actually makes you, I don't know, more drawn in, as it were. Mm. Yeah, it seems more realistic. It, it does, it definitely does. And, uh, you know, during that time, there are some amazingly horrible stories that come out of that, and this is not this is one of them, mm. but the idea that uh, it's this mothering relationship, this instinct that she didn't have before, um, that comes, you know, it floats throughout the entire movie, it was actually really quite... Wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. So that's my movie. That's my, nice. my second pick. Okay. Now, if you thought your pick was depressing and violent, oh, you have no idea <laughs> what's coming. Didn't we already do a plot twist movie? One? Yeah, but this is a, this is a pod twist. Oh, pod twist. Not a plot twist. There's a difference. <laughs> yes. Uh, apocalypse. So, once again, holiday horror rears its ugly head. Oh. We've talked about holiday-themed horror movies before. Silent Night, Deadly Night? Exactly. Oh, such good <laughs> memories. Now, literally, this is the case in my second pick, which is the 1980 Exploitation Splatterfest Mother's Day. Hey! How about that, huh? Every it, Let me guess. Was it made in the 80s? 1980, yes. Oh, is that what you said? 1980. Oh, sorry. Let's oh, yeah. rewind that, pretend oh, I didn't yeah. say that. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> so, yet again, I choose a film, not for its intrinsic value, <laughs> But for its cultural impact. Mother's Day was released during the slew of holiday-themed slasher movies and other slasher movies in the 1980s. Yeah. This was a, a thing. These were incredibly popular for a certain period of time. And they kept trying to sort of one-up each other mm -hmm. with more 
violence, more gore, yeah, more special effects, trying to you know come up with more clever and imaginative ways of killing people. Yeah. So Mother's Day was kind of right in the middle of that whole thing. Yeah. And May, so that makes sense. Yeah. So you know what little plot there is. <laughs> deals with three young women reuniting for a camping trip. What could go wrong? So unbeknownst to them, which is, by the way, I love that word. Unbeknownst. Unbeknownst. It's so good, right? People should use that more often. It's like pancreas. Or gravitas. Gravitas. That's a great word. Too. That is a good word. Okay. I like that. Continue. So unbeknownst <laughs> to these young ladies, these two inbred mouth-breathing brothers Gross. are stalking the ladies. And they kidnap them. Ooh. And they are brought before Mother. <laughs> Hello, Mother. Hello, Mother. Now we'd like to show you some scenes from Charles Kaufman's Mother's Day. We'd like to show you the scene with the machete, but we can't. We'd love to show you the scene with the choker, the axe, the electric knife, but we can't because Mother's Day is too intense for television. The only way you'll ever see what happens is to see Mother's Day at a theater near you. Mother's Day contains scenes of violence which may be considered shocking. Under 17, not admitted without parent. And mother raised these boys to be vicious killers. Oh, yeah. As you do. As you do. I mean, it's, you know, not exactly. There's no Hallmark card for that one. Romulus and Remus all over again. There you go. See that? Going with the history. I like it. Very nice. So the brothers have this kind of very healthy competition with each other to see <laughs> who can outdo the other one in being the worst torturer, murderer, violator that they can possibly be in order to impress mommy. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a delightful romp. <laughs> so ultimately, the, the women escape and manage to turn the tables on Mother and her brood. Uh-oh. And they do so in various disturbing ways. Now, here's the thing. There are some movies like that also that, you know, there's kind of the women in peril who gets vengeance on the attacker. Sure. Um, you know, movies like I Spit on Your Grave, Last House on the Left, things like that. But, oh, yes. You know, and, and, and they would do this to kind of try to pass off uh, these films as some kind of feminist empowerment thing, which was just crap. This wow. is just an excuse, you know, to have more violence and more blood and more gore. Right. And to say, oh, but look, they, you know, they're, they're, they're getting back at their attackers. You know, that's not, that's not cool. Right. It's not what it's all about. Right. But they would do this nonstop. So that's, uh, you know, there's kind of all of these awful, gory, gooey, murdery things that happen at the Ew. end. And it's just, it really is kind of an unpleasant experience. <laughs> I mean, for not even, you know, it's mean-spirited. Right. Which I don't like in my horror movies. I really don't. Okay. No, be elitist. No, no, no. But I mean, really, if you're going to do like, you know, if you're going to be entertaining, that's fine. But to be like object uh, objectively amoral. Okay. Yeah. I okay. don't like. I don't like that. I really. It just. It's just a real turnoff as sure. far as that goes. That's fair enough. Now, the film itself, though, is notorious for being a focal point uh, for the backlash against these kind of movies. Uh, the film was classified and banned by the British Board of Film Classification as a so-called video nasty. Now, back in the 80s, when video cassettes were becoming more and more, you know, uh, widespread, the, uh, the uh, BBFC, I think they called it, uh, had a list of 
video nasties. These were films that were banned because of their content. Right. And that became kind of a rallying cry against censorship in the UK. Right. You know, uh, don't ban the video nasties. You know, we want to see them. And then ultimately a lot of them were reclassified. But there was a whole debate in the UK about censorship hmm. because of movies like Mother's Day. Right. That were essentially banned. I mean, you would not, you don't necessarily see that kind of thing here in the States. Sure. You know, they, people may protest, people may, you know, hate the content, but you don't hear too much about things being outright banned. Well, no, because that goes against everything America stands for, right? Yeah, well, you would you would think. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, there was a, for Mother's Day, there was a loose remake in 2011, uh, I think starring Rebecca De Mornay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but it really didn't have a whole lot to do with the uh, the original, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Wow. But in any event, uh, this film gets a four, a five point four out of ten. That's surprisingly higher than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> on Internet Movie Database and a forty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But like I said, it's mostly because of its cultural impact. I think. Sure. Because it was a rallying cry. Mm-hmm. For a lot of censorship, uh, and people who are very, you know, very much for getting these films out of the hands of everybody, pretty sure. much. Sure, yeah. And if you want to subject yourself to this, <laughs> you can rent it on Google Play, Vudu, or YouTube for $2.99. Watch it with someone you love. <laughs> not your mom. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not your mom. Because, number one, she'll probably get sick from watching it, and number two, you don't want her to get any ideas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Childbirth is painful enough. Fair enough. Yeah, there you go. I got a couple of honorable mentions. Oh, I want to hear that. Yes, so the first one is, any chance you've ever played Final Fantasy game? It's pretty, pretty popular. I watched the movie. Oh, Advent Children. Yeah. That's the one, you, oh, that's the one I'm going to talk about. Hey. Yeah. Because, you know, like the whole mother character. Yeah. We've got the three sons, including mm-hmm. Sephiroth, who are just like, mother... Anyways, it, that's a shout out for my husband. I know he loves that film, uh, but yeah. that's a good and also one that's very dear, near and dear to my old little heart here. Mm-hmm. The Land Before Time. Aww. You know what happens? Yes. I mean, Littlefoot's mom. All bambied out. That's literally not even the same thing because it's right, a fine. Don Blue film. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, um, so yeah, Littlefoot's mom is the focal point of the first movie and. Even now in my 30s, it gets me. But anyways, it's a good flick to watch anytime because it has dinosaurs in it. See, now why, this this bothers me, why didn't they ever make a prequel called Before the Land Before Time? You think that's a no-brainer? No, but they made like 14 sequels. They did, but none were were any of them prequels? Before? No, no, Before the Land Before Time. See, see, it it writes itself. Yeah. I mean, these, these were marketed to like young kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, those are my honorable mentions. Uh, good episode. I will never, ever watch Sleepwalkers ever again. <laughs> Nor should anyone, really. No, never. But it is. Uh, it was one of the ones to picks, and I had, you know what? If I'm nothing, if not thorough, then I had to go through with it. There you go. And and as far as my picks go, watch Mother. Probably don't watch Mother's Day, <laughs> unless you like that kind of thing, which if you do, you're, you're a sick person like myself. Yeah, and also don't listen to us or keep listening. Either way. Keep listening. Keep listening. I'm sorry. I forgot you. Don't do that. I'm sorry. Love you all. Mm. Oh, speaking of loving everybody. Oh, time for our shout out. (laughs) I was going to say it's time for our weekly shout out. Okay. (laughs) You had me worried there for a second. Oh, man. So this week, I thought we would say a big hello to the Jurassic Park podcast. 
Oh, there's a Jurassic Park podcast? Yeah, it's run by several people, and they're from all areas of the world, and they're really cool. And, of course, they talk about something you're not expecting, Jurassic Park stuff. And, like, other stuff, too. Oh, other stuff. Like Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that covers the whole wide range yeah. of things. Yeah. No, yeah. they go through a lot of stuff. It's it's a really great and fun listen. And if you are at all interested in very long podcasts, this is a long one. I mean, I think their episodes run between like an hour and two hours each. Yeah. Or the equivalent of 60 million years. Yeah. In, in the dinosaur making. years. Oh, rest in peace. Um, and also, so there's a shout out there. I want to say hello to my husband, Wayne. Thank you so much for listening. Hi to Raven. Hi to Jay. Hi to Enoch. Hi to everybody. Hi to everybody. And... I want to say hi to uh, two people who uh, are very supportive, very loving, and I couldn't do this or pretty much anything without them. And that I'm right is, here. No, not you. Oh. Uh, I'm talking about my lovely wife, Carolyn, and my oh, daughter, Mrs. Catherine, Feeney. who are just absolutely wonderful people. And an amazing and they, baker. And they tolerate me, which is even better. So there you go. There you go. Also, I think we should say a big hello to Podbean. Podbean yeah. is our platform that we use. You can find us at the deep dive podcast.podbean.com. And coming up, fun fact, in September, they're actually going to feature us, which I think is really cool. It is cool. And really rad. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. So Podbean's a great, uh, Podbean is a great platform. Go ahead and check them out on Instagram, at Podbean. Um, and they allow us to do so, much thi- so many mm-hmm. things. Like we they have our own little website all our links are there yep. mm-hmm. they and they actually have these cool widgets to tell us how many listeners or how many listeners we have every mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. um which we just got hit to 10 i mean that's amazing that is amazing yeah it's so cool wow the ticker's going up yeah there we go boy so and if you are at all inspired to start your own podcast it's a great place to go absolutely lots of tutorials lots of great advice mm-hmm. uh lots of you know what to buy, how to get there, you know, how to develop your idea and things like that. So, uh, yeah, special thanks to everybody at Podbean for making this all podsible. <laughs> Sorry about that. But thank you, Podbean. Yes, indeed. All right. So, next dive. Next dive. Yet another holiday special. Hey, it's a theme, right? <laughs> this time, it's Memorial. So, I know, I know where you think we're going with this, but we're not. We are going to tackle Memorial Day, but not war movies, because that would be the obvious choice. So we're taking Memorial Day very literally, and we're talking about movies dealing with a very sensitive topic. And I forget what it is. What was it again? Mm, Betsy Ross. No. Cornbread. No. I can't remember. Oh, that's it. That, That Amnesia. Amnesia. That's right. Movies about amnesia wow i'm glad i didn't forget that (laughs) boy i can't wait it's it's a wonder we're still on the on the waves are we yeah yeah wow you know we should do a live podcast wouldn't that be amazing we should do a live podcast um but you know we if anybody wants to donate (laughs) their space why does it have to be about money not everything's about money yes it is okay fair enough Hashtag sponsor us. Please. Please, please, please. All right. So that's it for this edition Mm -hmm. of the Deep Dive Podcast. On behalf of Manda, myself, and Finn the Deep Dive Dog, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Finn. (sighs) That will do it for this edition. Thank you. Thank you. You ready to take us out? Absolutely. All right. Let's do this. Three, two, two, one. Podcast And transmission. Oh, I finally say it right, and you do that. That's just great. All right, everybody. See you next time. Bye. 
special thanks to Spirits of the Symphonic and Echocraft for our amazing theme music. Links to both artists can be found on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.podbean.com. If you like us, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Overcast, or wherever fine podcasts are found. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother.